Hello, everybody, and welcome to Frozen Frontier. Uh, Nick, how are you doing today? Good, yeah, I'm feeling well. Thank you. Excellent. So we're here doing Kel Williams' flashback episode or prequel episode or whatever you want to call it. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at Kel William before he was Kel William, before he was even, you know, anything. Uh, yeah, this is yeah. his like pre-Squire days or just about to be Squire days. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about who you are at this point in your time? Yeah, so we have I have been over this um, back in the day. Let me see if I can just uh, open up my, my document, make sure I get all the numbers right. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, William's um, the son of John Marshall, who is a powerful nobleman. Uh, south of Solwick, he's in charge of a few villages south of Solwick. So, you know, he's probably got about 50 to 100 men at arms overall. Um, and he has five sons, four of which are older than William. William's the youngest son. And as such, um, doesn't stand to inherit any land or titles, barring some sort of catastrophic family event where everyone were to die. Um, yeah. And to make, make him more feel of an outsider. Uh, William's obviously very large and muscular and interested in combat and the, the life of a knight, things like that. Well, most of his brothers and his father are more politically savvy. They're not as strong fighters. They're more, you know, good accountants, know how to work court, uh, mm -hmm. gain favor with the right people, things like that. So he's kind of a bit of an outcast with, within his family. And I think that's probably why he's pursuing... Not to leave home to become a squire to go and find his own way of life okay so where do we want to start uh, are we starting with William hanging out with his brothers in his... yeah I think let's let's why don't we come in on uh, William it's a, a normal day and he's being tutored by you know uh, the family tutor in, in numeracy and uh, accounting and he's struggling over sums trying to balance the books of the, the one of the villagers, you know, to try and uh, sort of train him up on, on how to manage land and to be a good ruler. Uh, and as usual, I think William is, is struggling with with his sums. He doesn't have much interest in this kind of thing, and his attention span is lacking. Uh, most of the time, he, he spends thinking about training out with the sword out in the yard with the you know the other men. Mm -hmm. I think your eldest brother, Roderick the Third. Uh, not Roderick the Third. I'm sorry, um, John the Third. Yeah, is kind of like peering over your shoulder, watching you, and kind of giggling to himself behind your back. Uh, not quite interrupting because the tutor's here, but definitely <laughs> being audible, uh, you know, mocking you as as well as he can. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, despite his uh, strong temper, uh, sorry, you know. Um, control of his temper in his older age William as a child is a lot more reckless and quickly agitated so he's sitting there scribbling down trying to answer these sums hears the laughing of his older brother uh, realizing he must have made a mistake and just getting more and more frustrated until the um, the nib of his, his feather that he's writing with snaps and in a rage like stands up from the table and like pushes his brother and says why don't you just leave me alone why do you always have to make fun of me <clears throat> Patience, William, patience. We must continue on your sums. Grab another quill. No, I'm sick of this. I'm sick of it. I don't want to do it anymore. I, I want to get out of here. This is, this is shit. And uh, I think I'm going to 
push the tutor out of the way and like push my brother out of the way and like storm out into the storm out into the yard. You you can hear Tudor calling after you. William, William, you must get your sums right if you're ever to. William, come back. <laughs> yeah, so I think he um you know he probably grabs a training sword and heads out of the um the immediate realms of the village and just starts wandering around the the fields a little bit, sort of just thinking. Um, just sort of like feels depressed at his position and how he's uh, a failure to his family and letting his father down and he's not the not the man that he should be. Yeah. I think you are walking through this village and come across some of the younger commoner kids. It looks like uh, the son of the, the local butcher and one of the, uh, what do you call him, the, the person who makes rope. Um, I can't remember the term for it, but the the rope maker's son and the butcher's boy, and the two of them have sticks, not even like training swords, but just like sticks that they've picked up and are practicing fencing kind of in the in the middle of the street as people move around. Sure. So I think, you know, he's found something that's a bit more interesting to him. I think he'll stop and watch these these two boys fight. Are they, are they about my age? Yeah. I think one of them's a maybe 16 and one of them's 14. So they're right in your ballpark. Um, the sure. rope maker's son is the, the older one and he's a little bit bigger. Um, not Maybe not quite as big as you, but taller than you. Yeah. Um, what's the relationship with the, the common folk like? You know, is an ability that high and mighty that they wouldn't even talk to them or? Uh, well, with the adults, they probably wouldn't talk to them. With the kids, there's that little bit of extra wiggle room where kids can kind of get away with that sort of thing. Um, sure. Do I know the name of the uh, the older boy? Uh, his name is Liam. You that, Liam. Uh, Why didn't you fight someone your own size? They stop and look at you, and the butcher's boy is maybe a little bit more... He, he quite doesn't quite have the same understanding of the social structure. Um, right. And he immediately goes, Yeah! Fight someone your own size, Liam! Uh, <laughs> and Liam's just old enough to kind of realize, Oh, you know, this is like... This is one of the marshals. I, I don't want to, like... If I hit him, I'm going to get in fucking sure. trouble. I so, say, uh, I say don't worry, Liam. Forget my name. And uh, I'll... I'll... I guess I'll uh, throw my training sword on the ground and grab the grab the stick from the younger boy and take okay. a fighting stance. All right, well, uh, let's do some basic combat right here. I'm going to say you're both proficient, but not specialized in sticks. Yep. That seems like a, a proper... That seems fair, right? If my... Let's see. So melee hits are just as... If I'm only 16 strength, I've just got plus zero to hit. Yes. Yeah. All right. 15. Ooh, okay. Um, maybe I should have first. Maybe should, but I think you guys tie on the first round, and you go for a 15 against him, he goes for a 5 against you, and you just, like, whack the boy in the side. Yeah. For, wait, 1 plus 1 damage, 2 damage. Nice. Oh, that's right, because you have strength bonuses. Just 1, yeah, just 1 point of damage. Uh, extra strength. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. Does he? Does he? Does he come back for more? Yeah. No. It's like a, a nice whip across his face and leaving like a, a red welt where the stick smacked him. Uh, he seems pretty pissed off by this, and I think you guys roll initiative. Yeah. Sure. I think uh, William is angry and wants to let off some steam. So, even though it's not really appropriate. Uh. Yeah. 
So he comes back with his sword, swinging, slashing at you, and like scraping you against the knees. I don't think anyone's wearing armor yeah. for you know another point of damage, leaving a nice raised mark across your shins and knees. <clears throat> All right, William uh, grimaces and grimace quickly turns into a you know, sort of like an angry war face and swings again, but this time fails. You can hear you can hear the butcher's boy giggling and laughing at you. <laughs> All right, um, six for the rope maker's boy. So I think I will uh, I will feign a, an attack and uh, go in low and try and tackle him. All right, give me an initiative roll. Would it be plus three? Uh, yeah, so you would go first. All right. So, yeah, I try and tackle him to the ground, and I'm going to try and go a bit too far, maybe, like, beat him up a bit. Mm-hmm. 15. Uh, that is a nice, solid tackle. Give me an opposed strength check to see if you can stop him. He's a young boy, so he's going to oh, be no. eight. Oh, oh my <laughs> God. So you go for a tackle, and I think he just, like, catches you as you shoulder into him and, like, mm. step takes a few steps back and... You can see that this kid's like, he's probably wrestled some pigs in his time. Um, He's got a lot more like on the ground training and fighting than even you have. And he just like easily tosses you and rolls you to the side uh, and comes after you while you're lying on the ground with his stick. Um, And just like proceeds to whap you across the back. Okay. For, um, maybe he even like turns the stick around and holds the light end and takes the, the heavier end of the stick. And just cracks you with it. Um, okay. Really, so kind of getting nasty, you know. Yeah. So I'm down to four HP. Uh, I think this just aggravates William more, and I think it's gone beyond play fighting now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's gonna. I mean, I feel like he's. I'm better off fighting with my fist than I am with a stick. Probably. Um, yeah. Assessment. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna go in now and try and like just like punch this guy in the face, and I'm gonna go to town him if I can get him down. Okay. Uh, one. Oh. So he's like still standing over you, hitting you over and over again with the heavy side of the stick yeah, um, when um, you get to your feet and... Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. It seems I've had a problem with my rolls throughout my whole life. Yeah. So I think you start getting to your feet. It doesn't work. The boy keeps hitting you with the stick and this is where the adults come in and separate the two of you. And you can hear Liam getting not only a talking to, but also a spanking right away as like, yeah. don't you know whose boy that is? You can't go beating on poor Will- uh, poor William like that. He's just a... Yeah. Um, um, I think once again, you know, somebody else comes in and solves your problems and steps in, like takes care of everything, leaving you yeah. helpless. Yeah, I think... Um- in the heat of the moment, he lets he doesn't say anything, and he lets the lets the kid get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, whether we go straight to later that night or whatever, but I think he sort of when he reflects on this, there's a lot of shame. Sort of, uh, you know, he sort of gave that guy his words, and he was the one that escalated the fight and ended up yeah. losing. And, and I think, yeah, you probably get taken back home to your parents to. Someone explains, oh, I'm so sorry. One of the one of the village boys was beating up on William, had him down on the ground and hitting him with a stick. We, we intervened when we could, but look, I think he's going to have some bruising for the next couple of days. And your dad yeah. kind of dismisses it as, well, sorry, my son's causing trouble again. 
Uh, don't don't worry about it too much. He's a hot-headed youth. Yeah, um, and yeah. dismisses the commoners and <sighs> puts his hands on his hips and looks at you and goes, "What are we going to do with you, William?" <clears throat> I can't even fight properly. I I don't. I'm a, I'm a disappointment. Well, we're not. Our family is not one for fighting. We are managers. Con- uh, what do we call it? Um, custodians of the land and of the people. Fighting is for lesser houses. I'm not as I'm not as smart as you and my brothers. Well, we know that, but you have to work twice as hard to keep up. But look at me. <clears throat> I should be a knight. I'm built to fight. What? It's. I, if I stay here and and rule over one of these villages, I'll only continue to be a disappointment. I, is there not something, something else I can do? I could work with the train with the guards or learn to fight. I, we'll talk about this over dinner. Get out of my sight. Dismisses so I I you. Go back to my room and listen to, you know, heavy metal and look at my posters of all the great knights. In my room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just like, oh my god, I hate this family. Uh, no, yeah, no. feel you know, feels bad, right? But uh, yeah. sort of like tries to calm down uh, and has a a bath and gets ready for dinner. All right. Uh, I think later dinner comes around. Where the hell's our dinner track? Thought I had. Guess we don't. Um, dinner comes around. Yeah. Uh, every, the servants come out with the plates. You're, everyone's seated. Your other brothers are properly eating. They're taking the time to to not spill their food, not make a mess. They've all been trained to you know eat properly at the dinner table. Um, what what are you like? I think he's like. Um elbows on the table that's that's you know that's bad etiquette i don't know if you have that in america but you're not meant to put oh. your elbows on the table. Uh, my, just, my mother was a, a big fan of miss manners and would frequently quote her to us oh really so, yes. I, don't, I don't know who miss manners is but i can it imagine. was like a like an article in a, a paper a long time ago where people would write their etiquette questions to miss manners and then their, oh, their right. responses would be posted and you should never do this and always do this and miss manners says it's improper in this sort of party to engage in this sort of behavior <laughs> that sounds like a very <laughs> british thing but uh, yeah so i think he's yeah. like elbows on the table like slumped over you know like sort of face down he's not sat up straight and um i don't know maybe maybe he's not even really eating with a fork he's just you know eating with his hands yeah you get like a a sharp look from your mother and a a reprimand on your table manners and it's just been a shitty day for you everything you seem to be involved in you're getting criticized for or you know yeah can't do it right and my back hurts where i've been beaten up by this by this like kid yeah and generally i think i just he just um his his brothers and his father are probably talking about you know politics Mm -hmm. or something just trying to like not listen to it. Right. Uh, halfway through this not listening dinner, you hear your father speak up and say, <clears throat> "So little Willie here said he wanted to become a knight. What do you think, dear? Is he old enough to squire?" Um, and your mom, 
kind of like turns to him and you you get this impression like this is a a conversation that they've already had that they're replaying in front of you sure um and she goes oh a squire well if you'd like to go off and really you know never make anything of himself i guess he could but you know what happens to most knights they end up dying in war or working all their lives but if that's really what William wants, perhaps we should let him. And that there's is what like I a, want. Like a grin that goes between your mother and father uh, as if they've got some sort of like scheme here. Yeah. Uh, your, your other brothers kind of get a little bit quiet and like, what's going on? Um, and all eyes fall to you. That is, that is what I want. I, I want to learn to fight, to be a knight. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if that's going to be the case, you're going to have to learn how to groom a horse and clean your own clothes and sew your own clothes when they get damaged and keep your weapons polished. It's quite a lot of work. You'll basically be doing servant's duties for another person. It does not really serve a man of your stature to be a squire, you know. You'd, you'd, he looks around to make sure there's no servants in the room. You'd be lower than a servant. It's for a short time, right? Until I become a knight? Well, yeah. until whoever he squires you thinks you are worthy of it and thinks you've made it there. You've, always, you've heard the stories of the men who are squires until their mid-twenties, haven't you? The shame that they've brought upon themselves. I promise, I promise that it won't be me. I'll be good at this. I'll come back here as a knight and I'll bring honor to you and mother and our family. Uh-huh. Yes, of course, son. Well, I don't see why he can't give it a shot. Get all this foolishness out of his system. Maybe it'll... Maybe the fresh air and hard work will do you good. Set you on the right path. Nuts. Yes. When? Where? Well, I believe uh, an old associate of ours will be coming for dinner tomorrow night. Uh, a Kel Roderick. Uh, I'll ask him tomorrow if he would be willing to squire you. Although it'll probably be some time before the actual official bow gets put on the deal. So I think uh, he st stands up. Thank you, father. And then we'll like run up and like hug his, his father and his mother. Uh, and, uh, they're rebuffed by this show of you know, emotion and joy. <clears throat> of course. Go, go back to your seat and finish your dinner. So yeah, I think he tries to sit up straight and um, picks up his fork. Yeah. Starts to try and eat a bit more proper. Alright. Uh, I think the dinner, rest of the dinner passes pretty easily and afterwards your brothers come around you as you're all packing up for bed tonight. Um, not your oldest brother this time, not not John the third. Yeah. But um, the, the next oldest one, Edgar, is like kind of comes over to your bed and goes, so... Flunked out of school already, huh? Gonna go be a, a footman? Playing on the, the double meaning of footman as like a servant and footman as a soldier. I'm, I'm gonna be a knight. Uh-huh. You'll see. Uh-huh. You won't laugh at me when I've got metal armor and a sword. No, we'll laugh at you when you're stuck in the stockade because you're too low to get out of jail. Uh, I think usually William might sort of stand up and try and like fight him about this uh he says well i don't i don't care what you think it's cal roderick i need to impress and i'll uh sort of like get into into bed and 
I don't know, like a reader scroll or something that, I've, that he's got, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, your brother is sensing weakness in the room, proceeds to have a loud conversation as if you're not present where they're practicing their higher mathematic functions and you know, <laughs> showing off their knowledge. Like, ah, so what's the capital of Akuba? Oh, it's Sandishar. Good job. You got it. Now, what's the capital of Eridon? Oh, that's Stromheim. Ooh, what's the capital of Matava? You know, they kind of go through and kind of just show yeah. off their, their general knowledge. Selenia. What's the capital of Mystria? I don't know. Why don't we ask William? William, what's the capital of Mystria? Um, um, he says, looking at the map. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter anyway. Why do I need to know that? What use is it to know the capital city of some faraway kingdom that you'll never visit? It's Crown Hold. All right, William. Here's an easy one. What's the biggest river in Drekus? Um, Come on, it's the biggest river. Uh, I'll say the only river I know, the Buford River. Oh my god, that's like the smallest river. <laughs> the Berg River is the biggest one, idiot. It's the one that comes from the mountain. Hello. It's the one they sail all the ships up. God, William, you don't know anything. Yeah, well, at least I don't sound like I'm out of an American team. <laughs> yeah, well, I think I think he makes an effort to try and um, control his temper and ignore them. Right? He's got he's got some hope for the future now. Right, but you know, your brothers are being an a- are being asses to you, and yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, they, they, they always they always act so prim and proper in front of mother and father, but then you know, like when we're alone, they're like proper dicks. Yeah, totally. Um, your older brothers continue talking about like the girls that they were meeting uh, when they were out in society at the you know the the farmers ball earlier and how they were meeting with these other people from nearby villages the other nobles from nearby villages and exchanging stories of like kissing girls and making uh, family connections and all this sort of like older brother stuff because I think some of these guys are probably like 18 19 already yeah I think so yeah yeah. Yeah, so I just carry on reading like Super Night Weekly or whatever magazine. Mm-hmm. God, it's like you know, pictures of knights. And, I know that doesn't exist. <laughs> That's what he would be doing if we were right. on a team. It's probably more actually like a, a book of stories of like yeah. you know, the the tomes of the the records of ancient knights who have done great deeds. And you know, there's a yeah. story in here about this guy who slew this black dragon in the the deep woods swamp and. How uh, you know he, he came in here with his his, um, his would-be wife that he would later on marry, and the two of them, you know, fought their way through the swamp and all these monsters in there, and found a dungeon where this black dragon lived, and killed the dragon and brought it home, and you know, saved the day that saved Bon May, this big trading city, and you know, g- gifted Sorry. the the dragon's head to the king, and got a, a lease of land in Berkshire, and blah 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 blah. Yeah, maybe the, the story talks about the Bag River as well, right? Yeah, it does, and you're kind of, oh, fuck, that's right. That, the Berg <laughs> River is the one that he dragged the bo- dragon's body up. I should have known that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, I think he, like, sort of goes to sleep with a smile. Mm-hmm. Like, looking forward to tomorrow. All right. So the next day, Kel Roderick does show up. Uh, he comes in. 
uh, just by himself this time. Uh, he's got a horse, and he's got his armor on. It's like shining plate mail. He's got a long sword at his side. His horse even has some barding on it, and it's like a big, heavy war horse. It's one. It's perhaps the biggest horse you've ever seen. It's got to weigh a good like five thousand pounds. Wow. It's huge. It's he looks yeah. like a total badass than this guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. So I think uh, you know William eyes wide. Um... I don't. He doesn't know if this is where he's going to get introduced to him. Like, is his father around? Yes. Yes. So I, I like that. Is that him? Uh, your dad kind of nods, but sh- sh- hold on, hold on. Um, and he kind of tries to brush you aside while he goes and meets Kel Roderick, and the the knight steps down, his armor jingling as he goes, and your father and him embrace for a little while and chat, and I think you're on the side, we eagerly waiting to meet this guy, and your father keeps like putting it off and putting it off and putting it off, and yeah. eventually leads Roderick inside without even letting him talk to you, or okay. letting you talk to him. I guess I, I follow, I follow in in behind. Do I have um, do I have like armor and a and a sword and a horse? Is that stuff that I've got? You probably don't have any armor of your own. You know, your family's not really into the, the martial stuff. Yeah. But the household guard would have some spare armor that you probably try on sometimes and some training weapons that you probably use. You you might actually own your own sword by this point. That, that seems fair. So I think I will I will go and get gather my sword if mm-hmm. uh, you know I want to be wearing it when I when I follow into the house after Cal Roderick and my father. Okay. Yeah. Uh yeah. So I go, you know, <clears throat> maybe they're, they're they're talking in a in a room or or something, and I'll uh, I'll sit outside the room, straight waiting for them to to finish and try and introduce myself. Sure. Uh, eventually, your father seeing you like in the hallway, waiting for half an hour, and waves you in, and goes, "So, <clears throat> Roderick, my son William here." Has been wanting to squire for a night. Uh, would you be interested in taking on a, a young man as a squire? And Kel William takes a Kel Roderick looks you over and waves you over to him. Yeah, I go, I go forward and I uh, sort of stand straight in front of him, my sword, not not drawn, but you know right. where he can see it. So, why do you want to be a knight, boy? I want to fight. I want to earn glory and honor for the for the crown and the kingdom, and for my family. I, I want to do something that I'm good at. I, my my father and my brothers are all really really smart, and I just I I just I think I'm more suited to other things. Do you think you're stupid? No. Despite what my brothers say, I don't think I'm stupid. But I'm just don't have a head for numbers. Hmm. You can count, though. Yeah, sure. One, two, three, four, five. Can, can you read? Yeah, yeah, I can read. I, I've been reading um, a book about legendary knights. I, mm. I quit. I say the name of the book. You know. mm-hmm. Who's uh, your favorite? Uh, I, I'll recount the tale of the, I don't know his name, the knight that killed the dragon, the story that I read last night. Mm, Desmond. Good yeah. story. Cal Desmond. He nods slowly uh, before saying, you know, Desmond wasn't actually a full-fledged knight. There are other paths to greatness. He's 
Sorry, he says to your father. He was a commoner, actually. Made it into the annals, though. He's a great man, but um, mm. to be a to be your squire, to be to be common knight, seems to be the best path for me to learn to to fight, to be a, a man of honor and stand for something. Hmm. I want to learn from you. You look so. You're you're like the knights in the stories. Your armor is shining. Your horse is huge. Trust me, I, I can. I'm strong and I'm quick and I can fight and I'll. Uh, I'll It'll I'll be hard work. I, I'm not. I'm not afraid of hard work. Have you ever worked a hard day in your life? Uh, I. It's up to you to decide. Um, yeah, I, sometimes I help with the the, the shoveling of the. I don't know. You know, like I sometimes help the commoners with the chores when 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 they need a bit of extra strength. You hear your father, William. I, I, I can't stand sitting inside all day reading books. I sometimes have to get out and do something. God, you'll, you will be the ruin of your house. Helping the commoners shovel shit? Really? Really, William? I, I, I look at my father and I look like at Roderick and I sort of like pleadingly look at him. and uh, You can see Roderick's got like a good chuckle going on. He goes, sure, sure. I could use a new squire. Really? Well, my last one got kicked by a horse and died. I, 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 you know, I don't look back at my father as he says that, and I, uh, so I swallow that down and say, "Well, I, I know how to work around horses." Well then, I have to go visit a, a particularly nasty troll cave in the morning. That's why I'm out here. A troll? Uh, but afterwards, I would be happy to take you to Solwick and make no. it official. No, no, let me, let me come with you. I'll, I'll prove myself. I'll, 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 uh, I'll mind your horse. Trolls live in caves, right? I'll mind your horse. Uh, Roderick seems to be considering the option while your father goes, Now, now, William, don't rush into this. Trolls aren't something to be messed with. I know you've been reading about them, but a real troll is much different than one you might find in a book. Yeah, look, look at him. Roderick can kill a troll. I'll be fine. Of course you can. But you might get underfoot. I don't think that's quite appropriate for you. Father, please, let, if, if this is to be my path, then let me choose it. Let me choose how I walk it. Roderick kind of just takes it in and goes, Well, if he's going to be a squire, he'll have to face dangers eventually. Sure, you can come. No, Roderick, please. This is not the way it should be done. Uh, Roderick kind of just like waves your father away. Sweet. And says, well, William, this is the way it's going to be. You best come with me in the morning. I'll be ready. I'll be there at the crack of dawn. I'll see you tomorrow, Roderick. Thank you. And I'll, uh, I'll like, sort of, like, awkwardly All shake right. his hand and, like, run off giggle. Uh, as you're running off, you can actually hear a soft but heated argument between the two of them with your father saying something like, come on, Roderick, the boy could get killed. Seriously, this is, it's... It's too early for that. He's not ready. And then Roderick saying something like, I wasn't much uh, younger than him when I started, and I turned out fine. He's a strong boy. He'll he'll be able to handle himself. Besides, it's just one troll cave. It's already been scouted out. There's only one entrance. I'll be in front between him and the trolls the whole time. He'll just have to watch the horses. He'll be okay. Um, I think that conversation moves on, and you lose your ability to hear it. Yeah, so I, I go and get my um, 
you know, my sword, and I go and like borrow some armor from the, like a gamblesome or whatever from the the town guards barracks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and do I, I assume I've got a horse as well? Uh, yeah, your family has a stable. You have a horse that it, you call your own in the stable. Yeah, so I will like you know spend some time brushing my horse, sharpening my sword, mm-hmm. getting the gamblesome fitted properly, um, and I think you know. He doesn't really understand. He doesn't really the arrogance of youth, right? He doesn't really understand the danger that he's putting himself in tomorrow. So he sleeps sadly, despite it being probably the most dangerous thing he's ever done. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he sleeps soundly and dreams of uh, you know beheading trolls and things like mm-hmm. that. All right. I think we're actually going to go to our first break here, and when we come back, we will see William and Roderick heading off to go fight a troll. So, right. see you guys on the other side. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Frozen Frontier. So, William, it's the next day. Yeah, so I think I'm up at the crack of dawn. I grab my um, gamblesome and thrust it over my head. I, uh, you know, grab my sword that's all shiny and polished because I've been sat up all night mm-hmm. um, sharpening it and cleaning it. And I, I rush down like a fresh faced child, uh, unaware of. You know what he's actually going into to to greet Cal Roderick outside of the manor house. I don't know if that's where he's been staying. Uh, yeah, he's got a place in the manor house. He's got a, a room. Yeah, so um, wait with him downstairs. Like, I go and get his horse. Uh, you know, I've got all of his stuff ready for him as soon as he walks out the front door. Like, I'm very, very eager to. to right, going. right. So he has like a nice long breakfast with your parents and starts to slowly get his shit together. Comes downstairs to find you ready with his horse and everything. Uh, your mother and father are following him closely behind. The argument from last night appears to still be raging, politely. You know, there's no raised voices. That's all very, like, well, you see, Roderick, William is a, a special boy. He, he really ought to be in his lessons. Don't you think that's the proper way to bring him up? Make sure he can first take care of the arithmetic problems he solves before you delve into swords and spears and all that nonsense and Roderick kind of calmly and passively pushes pie and comes over to you by the horse kind of ignoring your family almost yeah. um, gives you a seems to understand sort of my mm-hmm. it. gives you a nice solid look and goes well are you ready I am ready uh, what, what should I call him, Lord? I'm ready, Lord. He nods, accepting this term. Uh, tells you to you know, get your horse if you haven't already gotten it. Yeah, uh, yeah, no. The horses yeah. are ready. They're, they're just outside. Come, and I'll, uh, I, you know, run out the door and right. Uh, try and go to help him get on his horse, even though I'm sure he doesn't need the help. But right, but yeah, you're doing your the right thing here, and. Uh, you can kind of overhear some of these servants, uh, maybe the groom that you're helping pull the horses from, saying to one of the other servants something like, why doesn't his family just forbid him from going if they don't want him to go? Um, and one of the other servants is kind of just like shaking the head being like, I don't I guess he already made the offer and he can't go back on it now? Fuck, I don't know. I wouldn't let my son go off and do this sort of thing. I, uh, I ignore them. Mm-hmm. Feeling emboldened by the, you know, they're underestimating of me. And then I will, uh, I don't, I maybe have to help Roderick get his armor on. Uh, 
that would be a typical squire thing to do and i think you're probably disappointed to find that he's already got his armor on like he's used to it sure well there will be other days i i uh, once he's on his horse i i jump on my considerably smaller horse i imagine mm -hmm. and uh so where's the troll <laughs> so eager young man so eager <sighs> we're gonna head along the river um, the Buford River we're gonna head north a little bit uh, there is a cave just off of the river maybe a few hundred yards or so that's where our quarry lies. Now, your job when we get there will be to watch the horses. Make sure they don't run away. Make sure some wild animal doesn't come and spook them. Uh, if something goes on, you'll need to take care of it. I won't be able to give you instructions on what to do. You'll just have to do it right the first time without making any mistakes. Because if you those horses me. are gone, there are other trolls in this area and goblins. And we don't want to be stuck without any mobility. I understand, of course. Have you, have you have you killed trolls before? He gives you a wry smile, but doesn't answer. Um, your father and mother come over to you, and your mother leans in, you know, gives you a kiss on one cheek while holding your shoulders, not even giving you a full embrace of a hug. Your father doesn't give you any sign of affection, but bids you farewell. All right, I say to my father, um, I'll make you proud. And then I, I turn and kick my horse and, All right. you know, get going. The two of you head off kind of along the northern side of the Buford River until you come across this, this bridge. Uh, and you, you cut north from there all the way back against this, this rising hillside where there is a nice big cave. And Kel William... And check, Kel, Roderick. Check, Kel Roderick, sorry, checks out the place for a little bit before nodding to himself contently that yes, this is this is indeed the place. This is it. All right, I jump down off the horse and uh, lead both horses to to a tree and tie them up. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'll just stay here. He nods. You stay here and uh, make sure nothing goes wrong and. Go grab that tinder box um, and one of those oil pouches and light that torch. Get it nice and brightly lit. First lesson of the day, trolls and fire. Trolls regenerate very quickly unless burned. So every slash you make must be followed up by a burn to the same area if you don't want it to heal. Or if you are lucky enough, you can bring one down and then torch the whole thing at once. But every slash followed up with a burn. Remember that, William. Understood. I'll go and like start gathering uh, tinder to start this. Oh, you know, I get he goes get the tinder box and light the light the torch for him. Mm -hmm. And I, as I hand it back to him, I say, um, "Just shout if you need my help." <laughs> if you hear me shouting, it'll be because I'm dying and a troll is coming out to get you. So get ready to run. I think there's like a. A brief moment of realization that you know he might not actually win the battle against the troll but i sort of push that to the back of my mind and say well good luck and i am um, you know i, I you know, give him a like a, a handshake or a warrior's handshake right he kind of ignores it 
a little bit like or maybe it like kind of acknowledges that you're trying to do it but does not meet you there okay um takes his stuff and hoofs it inside the cave which we are not going to be exploring today but he heads up uh up yeah. this way if you can see that uh leaving you out here with the two horses yeah so i um you know i, I try and busy myself with duties like i don't know what they are like you know gathering some food for the you know i, I feed the horses i uh sort of look around see where things might come from i, I try and peer into the cave to see if i can still see the light uh but you know i guess quickly it becomes a case of just sitting around and waiting sure i need you to make me a perception check at this point in time oh is my perception better when i was younger <laughs> no it's the same Okay. 18. Oh, well, little William is, oh my god, clearly distracted. That's my alarm in the morning. Oh god, someone left a cell phone here and it's going off and it's not mine. I so. hate that noise. It's just like, <laughs> when you hear the thing that wakes you up, I'm like, I guess you don't know. Well, it sucks. I know what you're talking about, yeah. Okay. Um, so you're just hanging out kind of mm-hmm. busying yourself with this, that, and the other thing. Uh, when you look up from whatever you're doing to find yourself kind of in the middle of this pack of goblins. Oh, shit. Maybe the horses are, like, whinnying and... Yeah. Right. yeah. And you didn't... You weren't paying attention. You didn't really realize what was happening <clears throat> until until now. But there are four goblins surrounding you. Um, three of them with spears... And just like flabby loincloths, uh, one of them has a bandana and a wooden shield and a short sword. And they, you know, there's there's one in that direction, one over here, one over here, and one over there. The people okay. on stream who might not be able to see them. So mechanically, it's better to fight on horseback, right? Uh, you get a bonus to hit on horseback. Um, a plus one for your high ground. The issue is that if you have like a non-war horse, it doesn't. It's not trained for battle. So if it gets injured or if it gets spooked, it's gonna bolt, and you're probably gonna fall off of it or right. or something like that. It's not good to use a riding horse in battle. They're they're not trained. I was thinking of heroically getting on my horse to charge down the goblins, but instead I'll as confidently as I can muster, trying to push down the fear that's in the back of his uh, okay. mind. I draw my sword. And- pointed to the one with the bandana and I say uh, you'll leave here beast if you know what's good for you oh it's a little human little boy put down your sword why don't you come and take it oh we will we will but maybe for your own sake you should first put it down so you don't get hurt too much come now You're, you're the one who'll be getting hurt thing and I, uh, I, I sort of, like, back towards the horses, right? I'm trying to defend the horses, so... I'm, okay. You know, spinning around, trying to make sure that none of them are advancing on me. The goblin makes a, a gesture, and the ones on the periphery start to encroach a little bit. Okay. I think as I see them encroaching, I, uh, I make a snap decision to just charge at the one closest to the cave. Okay. Um, why don't you roll for initiative? Get surrounded too easily. 
27. I didn't do the actual initiative thing. Oh, well. Sorry. There you go. Eight. You can change it to seven then. Sure. I guess I can roll initiative for the goblins this way too. the way I wanted to. In what way? Um, I tried to highlight multiple goblins and roll their initiative all at once, but it only added one counter, so I actually have to go goblin by goblin. Okay. Uh, well, you're first, Marshal William. Yeah, so uh, this got this goblin directly in front of me. I, I'm not far away enough to charge, am I? No, you need to be at least 30 feet. But yeah. I will advance with my shield and then um, take a swing on. Roll a hit. All right. Uh, so I don't think I've got any bonuses. I'm I'm not specialized in longsword yet, I suppose. Right. This is, you know, you're yeah. barely proficient. Yeah, yeah, sure. So I think it's just d20. 50. Which is a mighty blow against the little goblin. Oh, uh, yeah. Goblin's going to get fucked up. Six damage. Oh, yeah. It cuts right into the goblin, and it collapses to the ground with a... So I, like, killing it and almost, like, not believing my own, <laughs> my own actions, I spin around and point my, put my back to the cave and my sword towards the other three. Okay. Let's change up the music. So I guess I'm, like... Okay. The bandanaed goblin. Actually, I guess that's not the one that's next. This one's gone for the initiative order. This one should have rolled, but didn't. Perfect. All right. So the next goblin comes over, puts himself between you and the horses, um, and kind of just stands there. Yeah. Uh, the one with the red bandana moves down towards the horses on the backside and starts to take shit out of their saddles. Oh, while shit. the other goblin kind of comes in front as well. Um, yeah, they're both taking a, a nice wide stance so they can get you if you try to come to the horses at all. Uh, but they stand there maybe sweating. You can kind of smell the, the yeah. fetid goblin as the, the sweat pours off of them and seeing their, their buddy downed. Uh, but they have held actions, and it's your turn again. All right, so... Um... Not knowing the, the proper way to... Do I have to roll initiative again, or are we just going to go with this? Let's just keep it like this. <clears throat> uh, I mean, I, I'm, sh I'm sure that they're probably going to ready attack me, but I, I, I just go for one, right? Mm -hmm. I go for this one here, and I'm going to try and cut him down and make a path to the one that's taking stuff from the horses. Go for it. Uh, does he attack me as I... As I uh, yes, he does. He has a ready attack, which is a natural one. Oh, yeah. All right. He lets his guard down as he misses, and I come in for a 17. Four damage. Uh, does not drop the goblin. Kind of wounds him across his arm. He kind of stutters a moment um, before plunging his spear directly at you with a 19 to hit. What's your AC? 13. 13. That's actually a critical hit against you. What HP? Shield does plus two or plus one? Plus one, unless you have a proficiency, yeah. yeah. Uh, what yeah. HP does little William have? Love ten, I think. Ten? Yeah, that sounds right. about right. Yeah. Oh, wait, no, it would actually be... It would be eleven, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay. 
So he criticals William with his spear, doing eight points of damage. So the spear like catches you in your belly, just on the side of your belly, and cuts deeply, like burying the entire spearhead in you before it rips out with like a, a chunk of your flesh as well. Shit. All right. Well, things have got pretty serious all of a sudden. Um, he thinks about calling for help, but doesn't. And I don't know, like, puts his back to this tree to try and cover his flank and makes another attack. Okay. Uh, hold on. The other goblins have yet yeah. to go. So the bandana goblin is still pulling stuff out of one of the horses. The other one who is with you circles around to your back and launches at you from there uh, with a, a snickering laughter. Uh, ooh, but it's only a natural seven. Even with back attack, that's not good enough. Um, he catches his spear point in your gambeson. Um, and it is Marshall's turn. Alright, uh, I'm trying to think of something smart to do, but I don't think there's much else to do than just fight, right? Probably not for rookie rookie Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't have any, uh, well it's a bit late for that, but I don't have like hop, um, my javelins or anything like that, do I? No, no. Just got my family longsword. Alright, and then I um, I try and put my back to the tree so that I'm getting flanked rather than back attacked next mm-hmm. round. I'll just take a swing at the one that I've already wounded. Alright. No go. No go. The one that you've already wounded um, just holds his position. Uh, he seems to be in more of a defensive fighting stance than I'm uh, you know, I'm going to try and run you through. He's already seen one ally fall, and seeing you wounded, he's taking his time. He's being careful so that he doesn't die in this fight, too. Yeah. It looks like the red bandana goblin has gotten everything he needed from the one horse and has now moved over to the other, starting to pull the stuff out. This other one's your horse, who is getting a little spooked by this goblin freaking out here. Um, yeah. Tell me about your horse. Is it what? What sort of horse do you have? I think it's a relatively, you know, standard uh, riding horse. It's like a pale gold color that you've got there on the. Mm-hmm. Um, I think its name is. It's got a name. Its name is. Uh, uh, what was the name? Its name's Desmond. Desmond. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> nice. Great. <laughs> Um, so the goblin starts picking through Desmond's belongings, and Desmond starts to get a bit skittish. Uh, does, uh, does Roderick's horse not try and, like, stomp the goblin? No, Roderick's horse is, like, trained for warfare. The horse is not bothered by anything around it whatsoever. Like, you could go up and, you know, make it, uh, blow something up six feet from the horse, and the horse would not even give a shit. Like, he's stable. Uh, if, you know, if Roderick was around and telling him to attack the goblins, he'd beat the shit out of them. But to the horse, this is just, you know, another person, just another creature that might mount it or might use it. And Yeah, okay. Yeah. But horses aren't the smartest of creatures. Um, the goblin behind you takes another thrust with his spear, which is, with back attack, is an 11 against your AC 12. Yeah, so my shield, AC 13. Uh, no shield. shield on back attack, though. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Um, well, it was flank right, because I put my back to the tree. Oh, okay, yeah, there you go. It's AC 13, then. All right, so I, I block it, mm-hmm. and um, seeing that the... Is it my turn now? Yes, it is. 
the one that's backing, the one that's like taking a defensive stance then, mm -hmm. I will uh, sort of try and like circle around the tree like this and then fight, fight this one. So now I've got like, I don't know, it's not directly able to attack me. It would have to move. The right. Being right. And I try and attack this, this one that's just um, Well, you are just, you're moving away from him. That would provoke an attack of opportunity. Maybe little, maybe young Roderick doesn't quite realize the dangers of, of doing a maneuver like that in combat. Okay. And the goblin lashes out at you with a four to hit. Um, okay. Lighting all the time. He uh, takes a swipe at this one, then. Um, I don't suppose I'm getting a flank attack on it. Right? No, no. 19. Oh, that is definitely a critical hit. All right, this one's going down. 17. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what? You, you tell me, man. You tell me. So I think I just like, you know, circle around and then as it turns to not be flanked, I just bring my sword down and I really cumbersome blow like you wouldn't actually fight like mm -hmm. that if you're a trained fighter, but the goblin completely misjudges his defense and puts his spear up to block it. But the sword just like comes straight down through breaking the spear, like cutting the goblin almost like, you know, gets through all of its head and then like gets stuck on a rib or something at the top of it, just breaks it off. Uh, the remaining goblin gives kind of a, a cry in Goblin, which I don't think you speak right now. Yeah, uh, I, don't think, I don't speak it. Uh, and begins to back up. The bandana Goblin grabs your horse, uh, literally like mounts your horse and tries to uh, drive him is not the right word. Ride him is the right word. There we go. Yeah. So I'm going to do everything I can to stop it. Right, I'm going to like flying charge the, the goblin on top of the horse and try and like stab it or right let me I'm not see a trained if you fighter, can... but i don't know how, how would you fight a goblin on a horse that's an unusual yeah so the goblin rolls uh, very well to gain control of your horse uh, it's a bit of a trouble your horse is not quite used to the weird smelling goblin this horse is not nearly as well trained as roderick's horse so there, there's a little struggle getting getting to take control of it yeah. Um, and it takes the full round for him to get hold of the horse. Uh, Marshall's oh, turn is next. I, I will grab the spear of the first goblin I killed mm -hmm. and try and like launch it at the. Give me the, a roll to hit. Do I get on proficiency bonus? Like negative. A penalty, you mean? Yeah, penalty. Yeah. If you want to take a penalty of up to two, you can. Well, I mean, I I, I do take um, proficiency and javelin, so I. I so maybe you're familiar right now. Let's do a penalty of one okay. for, like, semi-learned javelin. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. The spear falls not only short, but, like, hits your horse in the chest. Roll me 2d4 for horse damage. Oh, no. Two. Oh, thank you. He's all right. He's all right. Uh, so I guess I draw my sword and then, you know, okay. I will next turn charge. Um... And as long as we're at it, let's see if your horse passes morale check by you for being hit. Uh, I think seven's actually a pass. So between the goblin on him and the, the spear in him, your horse is freaking out. But the goblin manages to maintain control of the horse so it doesn't just run and bolt. Um, the one with the spear begins to fall back as the goblin on the horse uh, uh, turns the horse around and uh, proceeds to ride off with your horse and a lot of the belongings from Kel Roderick's horse. Yeah, yeah. all right. So I, I cut free Roderick's horse 
unsure of how he'd feel about this, but I'd, I'd jump on his horse and give chase to the goblins. Okay. I'm going to need you to make me a horseback riding proficiency check for this, you know, hopping on the horse, wheeling it about, and charging after the goblins when you've never experienced combat on horseback and you've never dealt with a horse this big. And, you know, the, the, the length of the stirrups isn't right for you right now. It's set for Roderick, who's, a, you know, six inches taller than you. And it's all a mess. So a horseback riding proficiency check to make it all happen. Assuming that I pass as well, I'm going to grab the spear that I threw. And, Perfect. Uh, on myself with that. 23. There you go. You get hold of the horse. I'm going to give you control of it as well. Nice. Alright, you can now control yourself and the horse together. Alright, uh, I will try and trample the, the goblin that's on foot as I give chase to the other one. Okay. Um, let's see. Yes, the other one is riding off quite happy. The one with the spear it has turned and like following him on foot. Mm -hmm. um, and it's your turn. Yep, so I'm gonna... I make to charge the one that's running away from me. I assume this horse is faster than my horse. Um... Well, maybe not, actually. If it's a yeah, I think one. the other horse is probably a little bit faster. This horse is heavier and bigger and stronger, but the other one's nice and light, so it can yeah. pick up speed. <clears throat> Alright, well, yeah, my, my goal is to attack the goblin that's got all the stuff, but I'll secondary goal is to try and trample the, uh, the other goblin if I can't make it this round. Okay. Um, why don't you give me an overbear attack with your horse? Alright, I don't know so, how to do that. So, yeah, let's figure this out. Oh, there are rules for everything. I love it. I love subsystems. Uh, I guess it's not overbear. It's probably an overrun. Yeah. There should be... Uh, why don't we just do an overbear and we'll just call it an overrun. That seems to be fair. So... No, it's not. There's a specific overrun ability for horses. Yeah, I've definitely read it before. Here we go. Mounted charge spear hedge. I know it's in here. Look in the index. Overrun. There we go. Page 22. There it is. So... Overruns. Create attacks of opportunity for the figure being stepped on. After the defender's attack, the defender must roll successful saving throw versus paralyzation or be knocked down. If he, if he succeeds, he's forced one score right from his location. If he fails, he takes trample attacks. So basically, it's an attack. Um, he gets an attack of opportunity against the horse, except his back is turned, and he's running, so he doesn't see it coming. Um, yep. So he gets a save versus paralyzation, which is a fail, of course. Nice. Um, save is modified by minus four for a creature two sizes larger. Uh, when a fender is knocked down, he may suffer trampling attack. The trampler. Gets an attack of opportunity that inflicts d4 points per difference in size. Even though the defender is prone, no modifiers apply. Trampling is an afterthought on the attacker's part. The DM can just the damage. A prone creature. Alright, these rules actually make overrunning somebody with a horse not that dangerous, which yeah. is kind of ridiculous. So I'm going to do it differently. I'm going to say you get four opportunity attacks against the goblin that you're overrunning each one of them will do d4 points of damage right. to kind of represent the possibility of getting murdered by a horse as it overruns you 
Yeah, so is it d20 plus one for the horse? Or? Uh, it'll be d20 plus three for okay. the horse. And so it'll be four of those. I'll yeah. just roll four d20. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's like... two hits. Uh, the three hits. Yeah, the sevens are going to be hit too. Back so that's three d4. Four damage. Four points of damage to a three HP goblin, the one that was wounded already. Nice. So you you just crush him with the horse, trample right over him. You can hear the hooves cracking into goblin bones that snap underneath him. Uh, and right. the the other goblin turns around. Oh, okay. Yeah, he hears what's going on. He looks back over his shoulder, sees what's happening, and kind of wheels the horse around this this rocky area and brings it back towards you. So I'm not stopping. Like I will I will joust this guy with my spear. If that's okay. what he's angling to do. Yeah, I think the two of you end up charging towards each other more or less at the same time. Um, and let's get oh, simultaneous attack rolls. Him with his short sword, you with your spear. Do I get a bonus for the spear because I'm charging on a horse? Uh, double damage, but no bonus to attack. Okay, I still got that minus one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the goblin rolls a just a flat nine, I guess, which is nothing. Twelve. Yeah. The goblin rides past you, slicing at you, hitting your armor but not hurting you. The twelve will—he's got leather armor and uh, he doesn't have leather. He's got um half leather armor uh, and a shield. So you you crack his spear, your spear into his shield, which uh, yeah. deflects and does nothing. Does my spear um, break? No. And I think the two of you, like, pass each other. Okay. Um, and the goblin is going to turn around. All right. I, I throw the spear to the to the ground and draw my sword. Okay. And, uh... I don't know. We have, probably haven't got space for a full, for a full charge now. Nope. Fuck, uh, if there's a bit of a square off here, like, if the... He's kind of like taking his time. If I get the opportunity to throw the spear at him, I will. Oh, actually, I don't want to. I don't want to hit my horse again. I no, won't. the goblin is coming right back at you. No time wasted. Okay, so I, I throw the spear to the ground and then I hold my ground and get ready to like I ready an attack. Okay, the goblin make your attacks. Makes a swipe this time not at you but at your horse. At Roderick's horse. Uh, yeah, Roderick's horse. With a ooh natural eighteen, we did say Roderick's horse was barded somewhat, yeah. Um, which should give him thirteen AC, which does still make this a crit with the the goblin short sword. Um, your twelve is once again a miss against his armor. Um, I think short sword does d8 against large creatures, so he crits your horse for six and two points of damage. But your horse has got a little bit more HP, probably. I hope so. Um, yeah, you've got nine. Your horse has nine HP left on it. Left. Yes. Okay. Cool. He's all right then. Um, and you guys pass each other once more. The goblin turning around. With yeah. a, a self-satisfied grin on his face. Now he doesn't have to split the treasure with anybody else. <laughs> yeah. And he's got All a right. horse, and he's going to kill another kid. No, he is not. All right. Me and my wounded horse. 
will come in again. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give up, so fight right. him again. Uh, the goblin once again tries to make a pass, swiping at your horse with a ten to hit, which just clatters off of the armor of your horse. Oh, I get a sixteen. Which is a strike on the goblin. Or four. Okay. Uh, minus four is that. The goblin is lightly wounded by this blow um, and comes to more or less a stop near your horse, right? He's not charging past anymore. This time he kind of like slows, takes a, a slash at your horse's chest, grazes off the barding, and then immediately begins to turn around to like just continue hacking at your horse rather than doing passes. Um, so let's go back to normal initiative order this time. All right, so I go first. Um, let's just roll. Yeah, let's roll Ishniv. Oh, I did it wrong, but I got 14. You got a 14? Okay, yeah. A goblin goes first, takes another hack at Roderick's horse. Oh, God, with a four to hit. No dice. All right, let's kill this goblin. 11, nope. Nope, not against his armor. Um, so this fight has gone on for like 10 or 15 minutes now. Yeah. Um, and the goblin, after these few last rounds here, tries to maybe pull away a little bit, uh, not getting really that far away from you, but just enough to give you guys a moment of breathing room. Um, and gives you a, a look of, I don't want to say respect, but like acknowledgement of a worthy foe. It's that like yeah. hard one, like, sort of look. <clears throat> Well, if I'm going to be a successful knight, I'm going to have to be more than a worthy foe for a goblin, so... Okay. I, uh, I, don't, I don't give up. I'm not going right. to let him take all Roderick's shit on my first day. Okay. So, give chase. Uh, I believe it's your turn. Yeah. Fuck, Levin's not happening. Goblin comes back at you with a seven on Roderick's horse. Nope. All right, next round, yeah? Yep. Six... Nope. Alright, Goblin's tired of attacking the horse. The horse isn't going down, so he comes back against you this time with a 9 to hit. Nope. Close, but no cigar. Oh my god. <laughs> I roll an 8. Okay. Uh, the Goblin makes another swipe at you. This time it's a 16 to hit. Oh wow. For a single point of damage, it's a, a grazing blow across your cheek, leaving this nice big kind of dripping of blood along your side. Okay, I spit the blood out uh, and take another swing. Okay. 14. 14 is a hit against the goblin. Come on, roll high. Five damage. All right. You swipe across the goblin's leg. Uh, kind of cutting deeply to the bone. You can see it shining. The goblin gives a bit of a grimace when... Uh, a flash of movement comes across your face and you see a javelin kind of sail across the sky and embed in the goblin's back who quickly just like falls off the horse and dies on the spot looking to the where the javelin came from uh, you see Roderick walking out of the cave uh, slightly limping a little bit uh, Sorry, I'm there's not, a torch sure. on the ground next to him that's kind of like sputtering out. You can see claw rakes across his armor, where the, the armor's like dented in and scratched badly. You notice there's blood running down his right leg, and he's just kind of like hobbling on it a bit. 
so I, I very quickly jump off my horse, off his horse, uh, and I, I grab all the stuff from the, the goblin and start like frantically trying to put it back in his, his horse's pack. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, you know, once I've done that, I'll lead the horses over and Roderick, Lord, are you are you okay? Did you did you kill the troll? He nods slowly, uh, but indicates his injured leg. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm near death as well, you know. So, mm-hmm. but I, I try and I I don't like uh, seek sympathy or anything like that. I will try to do my squirely duties, but um, may fall short of energy given the right. The he stops you pretty quickly and goes, "Let's just take a breather here." What happened with these creatures? I was, I was just, uh, I was watching the horses, and they, they, they surrounded me. They, uh, they got mm. the jump on me. I, uh, I, I killed three of them, and then this one stole your horse. I stole my horse and tried to escape. I was giving chase, but uh, it, he's tougher than he looks. He gives a nod. He comes over to the this fallen goblin, this last one that you've seen and uh, pokes it with his sword a little bit, like pull, pulls the bandana off of it and kicks it over with his good leg and cocks his head to the side and goes, Gollum looks a little funny. Huh? He points out that goblin and then points to the other one and goes, look, his ears, they're softer, they're, they're curved. And while the flesh is still greenish, it's got a it's paler than the other goblins. What does that mean? I don't know. I've never seen something like this before. Should we take it back? Well, first let's just take a moment of rest. He looks shall around. I, shall I make camp? At least boil some tea. Alright, yeah, I start uh, trying to make a fire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, make some tea or whatever, you know. Yeah, you tea. see, while you're doing this, you just see Roderick standing over the body of the goblin, and eventually he gets down on his knees and rolls it over and starts really inspecting the the funny-looking one, the one that had the bandana and shield. Yeah. So I'm trying to, uh, I'm busying myself with my duties, but also very curious about what he's doing, and if he, I'm trying to, like, you know, look around him to see see what he's looking at or see mm-hmm. what he's doing uh, but yeah eventually when the, the tea is ready he takes a moment and points out to you all of the little discrepancies with this goblin you know it, it's very clearly different than the others it's all the other goblins have these kind of longer pointed ears almost like elves except more spear like points yeah. this guy has like rounded ears and the, the flesh is a little bit paler colored um and he has like a couple of spots, like um, big he, yellow spots on his legs. Is he Almost, bigger? No, he's about the same size as the others. You know, this one, this one spoke common. Hmm. And he was riding a horse. Yeah. Maybe its, it's ears look more human. Half goblin? Is that a thing? Does that exist? He shakes his head. I don't think so. I've never heard of a half goblin. I can't imagine. God, if, he... if humans and goblins can breed, which I've never heard of ever, I can't imagine a half goblin ever surviving to adulthood. 
It yeah. could be another species, or uh, that's not the right term. Another tribe of goblins from somewhere else, maybe moving in. Some sort of... Yeah, maybe. He nods. Yes, you know how people have different hair colors and eye colors and different skin tones and heights and weights. Goblins are the same. They don't all look this identical. Small Our local logistics. goblins here uh, have look like that, he says, pointing to the three others. This... It's more than just skin tone, though. Hmm. It is. My, um... My father, he knows much of, um... Etymology and... Types of creatures and things like that. Perhaps we should, uh... Bring it back to the, to the village for inspection. I could... I could drag it behind my horse. Hmm. <sighs> You drag it behind the horse, and the whole corpse will be gone before long. Well, I can carry it with me on the horse. We we should go back to town anyway. The, both horses are wounded. He thinks long and hard about this, uh, not really making any sort of decision. Asks for you to go back and clean up the tea set and everything. Yeah. Um, you know, starts having you, you know, dig out the, the horse's hooves and unpack some of the, the snacks. Yeah, uh, still okay. sitting over this goblin, taking a good hour to think about what to do with this before making a decision. So I think William feels restless, and I think he doesn't understand why. You know, he's taking so much time, why he's not acting, um, mm-hmm. and he's a bit frustrated, but perhaps sort of, you know, realizes the virtue of patience, maybe, you know, he's yeah. read about patience being a knightly virtue, so he starts to try and think things, think it through a bit more, rather than mm-hmm. just do the first thing that comes to his head. Right. Uh, eventually, Roderick decides that you guys aren't taking the body with you, he's gonna leave it here. Um, he takes the bandana off the goblin, tucks it in the saddle pack, and tells you that you are not headed for home, you are headed for Solwick. Uh, it's time to make your squireship official, since you have, you know, successfully defended his horse against some goblins and uh, killed goblins, which I think he's going to ask you about on the way to Solwick. Yeah. Okay. So he turns you guys around and you start heading back down the Buford River. Uh, when Cal Roderick asks you, is that the first time you've killed a person before? Yeah, well, I've never I've never killed a person. I, it's a goblin. But yeah, it's the first time I've killed anything bigger than a chicken. Don't fall into the mistake of thinking goblins aren't people. They might be cruel, they might be vicious, they might be monstrous little beasts, but they are still people. Do you have empathy for them? One should empathize with all people and all creatures. If you don't understand your enemy, how can you hope to defeat them? And we shouldn't be killing every goblin we see for every for no reason whatsoever. Are they not enemies of man? 
There's more than one way to deal with your enemy. If all you do is fight, then all they will do is fight as well. Are you familiar with the turn of phrase, live by the sword, die by the sword? Uh, I am not. Well. But I, I suppose I see your meaning. If two families have a problem and family A kills one of the people in family B, family B goes to get revenge and kills one of the people from family A, then family A needs to get revenge and kill one of the people in family B, and back and forth and back and forth forever it will go. People who are unaccustomed to battle don't realize that violence only begets more violence. It should be the last resort, William, not the first resort. Diplomacy first. Many many things first, yes. Yes. I understand. I will I will think on this lesson, my lord. Mm-hmm. Um will we make camp for the evening or shall we press on? I better think I think we better had make camp. I wouldn't want to push... What did you name your horse? Desmond? Desmond, yes. After the great knight. The one who killed the dragon. He nods. I think we had better push... uh, Make camp before we push our horses to their death. Of course. I will, uh, you know... Try and pick a a good camp spot off the side of the road. Uh, I, 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 you know, walk over to on the horse and then... Look expectantly at um, Roderick before you know jumping down, tying my horse, uh, starting to make a fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, once the fire's going, I'll, um, you know, maybe I, I've still got the goblin spear or something. I, I say, shall I, shall I go hunt? I, I've killed a few rabbits before. He shakes his head. No, no, we're both wounded. No need to take unnecessary risks. That's how people Sorry. try to become heroes. Okay. Lesson number, what is this, three? Lesson number three is in risk management. Just because you can do something heroic doesn't mean you ought to do something heroic. You should save those deeds for when there is no other course of action available to you. Right. Live to fight another day. Always. You can't help anyone if you're dead. We have plenty of trail rations. They might not be as delicious as rabbit, but the two of us should stick together now. Okay, okay. So I will, uh, yeah, I'll make the fire and then... Um, would you like me to sharpen your blade? He nods and hand, pulls a whetstone out, tosses it to you, and hands you carefully his sheathed sword. Does Do you know how to sharpen a blade? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, so I, I, is this sword like awesome or is it just a longsword? Um, it is a steel longsword. Yours is bronze, um, which oh, is pretty common. Yeah. All right. So I, uh, maybe I've never sharpened steel before. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe you know, it's a little bit harder than bronze. Yeah. So your yeah, steel so. longsword goes for what? Like 1500 copper. Is that the price of a longsword? 15 gold. It's probably, is it not 10 times more? No, for, oh. for a normal bronze sword, is yeah. what I'm saying. Is yeah, that yeah. The... 15 gold, I think so, I mean. Yeah, so you 
you come from a wealthy family, so your concept of money is probably not that great. Like, you yes. know that you guys have money, but you, the value of it is maybe not truly understood to you. But even you would understand that a steel longsword is a prized possession. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, um, I take great care and respect over it. And um, mm-hmm. amongst all the other duties I've been doing, this is one that maybe he enjoys a little bit more. Yeah. And, and after five or six minutes, Roderick comes over and, you know, stops you what you're doing, goes, okay, well, you know, first you want to get the wet, here's a little bit of lather for the stone, and, you know, do it in this motion, and he kind of goes through and um, helps you a little bit with the, the sharpening of the sword, telling you to go against the grain and to keep the edge exactly like this, and here's how to, like, make sure you maintain the same edge if you practice, like, you know, put your thumb here and feel the... The, the angle it's at, and then do the same yeah. thing over here, and yada yada. Alright, William is very keen to like learn as much as he can, mm-hmm. so I think he's like grateful. Yeah. He has you make camp, he has you make dinner for the both of you, while he sits around patching up his armor and stitching up his wounds. He has you uh, clean out the horse's hooves again. He has you rub them down, take off the saddles. Basically has you do all of the work yeah, so I think like camp. after maybe a few hours of this, William sort of sees another side of like what he signed up for, right? Because he might have been berated by his brothers, but he was still living the life of a, you know, a rich noble child. Like he didn't really do any work, and if he did, it was as and when he pleased. This is the, the first real time that he's been made to do manual labor by someone else, and sort of having no choice about it. So. I don't know, he's not regretting it, but it, I guess he's just sort of seeing the other side that, you know, maybe this is going to be harder than he thought. Mm-hmm. But I think he's, he's sort of made his mind up now. And I, uh, he thought he was going to go back home. So as he's sitting there, like maybe like washing down the horses or whatever, he starts to think about, you know, the last time he spoke to his brothers was when they were like picking on him that night and he didn't, his mother didn't really seem to like hug him goodbye properly. He starts to wonder if, like, when's the next time he'll see his family. Mm-hmm. But uh, looks to, to Roderick and his like, you know, armor that he's mending, and sort of, this is a good, this is a good person to to follow. It's the right decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So. Uh, I think you guys make it all the way back to Solwick the next day. But you, once again, are assigned all the duties of breaking down camp, cleaning up the dishes, making sure the horses are fed and saddled, and uh, Roderick keeps yelling at you to go faster, do it right, stop making that mistake, and I think uh, you're getting a, a taste for the the hard life of a squire being yelled at for every little detail that you get wrong even the things that you don't even know how to do that he tells you to do and then he won't tell you how to do them and then you do them wrong and he yells at you for them sure it's, uh... all right well i you know i i sort of um i think back to like my my brothers you know mocking me for being stupid as roderick's like shouting at me for doing something wrong for the same thing for the third time mm-hmm. uh, but try and put it to the back of my mind and just get on with it at least at least he's trying to help me as well as just being a dick yeah uh, you eventually arrive in Solwick, and you find your family impatiently waiting at the gates for you to arrive. All They're right, all there. Okay. Cool. All right. So I will. Uh, I try and like sit up straight and look knightly as I like ride towards on my horse with my uh, my sword. Mm-hmm. And uh, as we get to the gate, I'll you know stop the horse and jump down 
and um, sort of he considers being standoffish, but he runs to his, his mother to like hug her. Uh, she looks surprised to see you bleeding and wounded and your horse injured um, and kind of freaks out a little bit. Uh, Roderick acts like nothing's wrong. Your father is uh, maybe a little bit pale, but your brothers are like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, okay. They, they look Sorry. very impressed, uh, maybe even jealous. He tries not to let on that he's feeling like smug about, about that. Uh, but mm -hmm. sort of, you know, like, act like you've been there before, right? He's just going to pretend like it's no big deal. Right, right. Um, your mother is expressing concern over your well-being and starting to tear up a little bit, seeing that you were, you know, seriously actually wounded here or there. It's, it's fine, it's fine. It was just a few goblins. Uh-huh. I dispatched them quickly. Yeah. Uh, why, why are you all here? Well, to see you from your back from your journey, of course. Ah, I thought uh, I thought I might not see you again. Thank you. Your mom gets a little closer and whispers so Roderick can't hear. You know, it's not too late. You can you can turn back now. No no one will think you're the worst for it. You wouldn't be dishonorable. You're young. I uh, I stand up straight and put my my hands on her arms and say, "I have to do this, mother. It's it's, it's my destiny. It's the right thing to do." Gotta learn to become a man. I'm no use to anyone looking at books all day. I'll, 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 I'll do something for this family. I'll make a name for myself. You'll see. Roderick has moved on and calls back for you to join him. Uh, and your family goes inside, off to their section where they're going to be staying in Solwick. You guys head off to Roderick's uh, town villa or townhouse, I should say, uh, where he has a doctor come and take a look at your wounds. And maybe you've been running on adrenaline for a day or so, but as the doctor, the the barber actually comes over and starts, you know, examining your wounds and opening it up, you can feel the like huge amount of pain from this like goblin yeah. spearhead that's still stuck inside of your body that didn't quite come out all the way. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah. you spend maybe a few days in bed, being tended to by the the doctor here, while Roderick yeah. is you know off doing some other stuff. Um, yeah, I probably need about five days worth of doctor bed rest to heal right. my also. Right. Um, okay. All right. Uh, do we want to? Is there a third part that we want to do here? I um, kind of I, well, feel... this is this is what we. I think this. You know, it's a decent place to to stop, right? Yeah. Do the. Um, the I don't know if the ceremony is any. If there's a ceremony or if it's just. Uh, there's. There's a, a slight ceremony for it. It's nothing too official. Um, there's just a little bit of paperwork that gets signed and some words that get said, but I don't have any of that stuff pre-prepared. Yeah, sure. Uh, well, um, I think, you know, um, obviously there's... I think the future of this tale is 99% of the time it's going to be mundane mm -hmm. work that William's doing, so maybe next time we'll pick up on the next, you know, sort of adventure that he, he goes on, but I think for now... It's probably been the most exciting week of his life. Yeah, and uh, he's ex he's just excited to, to see what what comes next. All right. Well, then this will be it for our prequel of Kel William Marshall. Um, and that's yeah. that for today's Frozen Frontier. Do we have um? Do we have a show next week? 
We do not. We do not have a show for the next two weeks, actually. Uh, I am going to be moving to Boulder, Colorado starting on Saturday. So actually, I'm not going to be doing any streaming like Thursday, Friday or Saturday all the way through the maybe the 25th. So it's actually going to be like two dead weeks here Uh on twitch.tv slash Koibu. But when we come back, we'll have a a full-fledged proper studio room to be working with and uh, better stuff. The next time you see me, hopefully I'll be in my new house. Oh, lovely. We both have new homes. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. Still waiting on the solicitors to finalize everything, but I'm hoping to the weekend after next. All right. Well, we will see you guys in a few more weeks on the 27th for... I think we actually might be doing another flashback. I think Ryan's out of town right then. I don't know. Um, We'll see. August is a, a busy month. Um, but we'll see you guys in a few weeks with some more frozen frontier. Uh, goodbye. See you guys.